Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It's good to have you here today. Last week, Suzanne and I were watching online. It is not the same. I am so glad to be back here this morning. Wow, I like that. That's the first time I've seen that. John chapter 14, open up your Bibles. I have a beginning, and only God has an ending. So I have a goal to preach at least 11 verses with a full confidence that I will get through 1A. And I believe myself, because there's just so much good stuff. You know, one of the reasons I love John 14, I got my Bible today that shows all the red. And in John 14, there's only a couple of scriptures in black. And it's when uh, Thomas says, Lord, I, we don't know what you're talking about. And Philip goes, you keep telling us where you're going. We don't have a clue where you're going. And, and he answers it. And we might get to it today, but probably not. Is that okay? So we're going to start in just a moment in John 14, but I just want to say one thing about our Easter gathering two weeks ago. First of all, weren't you glad you were here? Wow, wasn't it powerful? Presence of God strong. Didn't you love every chair filled? I told someone yesterday that came to our Easter service, I said, she was just going on and on about how much she loved our service. She, matter of fact, she said, when I walked in the door, the fresh smell of coffee. That's the first thing she said. I'm thinking, I hope it gets deeper than this. But she said, man, the way everybody just was loving on each other and smiling, everybody looked like they were happy and knew where they were going. And she said it was just so refreshing and the music was wonderful. And, and she said, Pastor, your word just really penetrated. And my, my whole thought process was, it ought to be this way every week. We need as a body to start expecting to feel this house. I know a lot of people are sick right now. Man, I heard last week, I was so glad in one sense I was out of town because I heard there was a flu wave. COVID's gone, some flu's back now, and it just swept through. People were vomiting and fevers and all this stuff, and I was like, hallelujah. I'm just me and my wife, and I think she's okay. But uh, we got through that, but the reality is we're called, our, our commission has not changed because Easter Sunday's over. Can somebody say amen to that? We sent a team off uh, right after Easter service to Columbia. Today we'll receive them back, hear some great testimony, see some uh, wonderful uh, pictures and video and hear a couple of stories of what took place. And that really needs to be our passion for every day of our life. Suzanne and I spent uh, a few days this week with 42 folks from around the country, from Arkansas, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Washington, New York, uh, Florida, Alabama, and they were pastors and leaders, and, and, and we spent most of the time, for the first time ever in this group that I was with, that we were with, for the first time ever, we talked almost the entire uh, 16 hours we were together about winning souls. I was shocked, pleasantly shocked, 
Because the emphasis among these, this group of guys that we hang with is, is normally the prophetic and the apostolic government. And those things which are radically important, but nothing's more important than the last thing Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. He said, go make disciples. Go seek and save those who are lost. And then give your life pouring in what the Father freely gave you. How many have gotten something freely from God? Let me see your hand. I'm, I'm looking around. You freely got something from God. He said, give it away. Give it away. And I believe in the days, weeks, and months ahead, the Lord's going to release something in our house through that word. But today, we're going to get back to John chapter 14, because I believe Holy Spirit wants to say something, literally, in helping us to get past uh, uh, insecurity and the possibility of thinking, well, it's my personality, it's this, I don't have a confidence in this, when we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We can slap a big amen to that and then be about the Father's business. But Easter, if I could summarize it all, it was all based on this one theme, Jesus died for sinners, in which you and I were chief among. Amen? Can you say amen to that? Any non-sinners in the house that got saved? You know, my pastor, Apostle Nolan Ball, he's with the Lord today. And, uh, but I was under him for 42 plus years. And one of the things that I always remember about Pastor when I first met him and heard his testimony, heard his story, was he grew up in a Methodist church. And it wasn't that he was a, a good Methodist. He was just a good guy. I mean, he just never was tempted as a teenager, a high schooler, college in the military. He never smoked. He never took drugs. He never tried marijuana. He never put a glass of wine to his lips ever. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he chose not to do it. There, there was a lifestyle that he lived, but the problem was he was in his middle to late 20s before he came to the revelation that he needed a Savior. He was just so good, he thought, well, I don't steal, cheat, rob, I don't, I don't dip or smoke or chew or go with girls that do. He just was a good guy, even in the military, just a good guy. Until one day, listening to a radio preacher talk about what was your purpose and being created. Why are you alive? What is it that God wants to do through your life? And will it not be a shame if you live your whole life only to have never accomplished what God created you to do? Wow. And that's what brought him to salvation. Matter of fact, it was a Sunday, it was a Saturday night. He heard the message. He told his wife on uh, that evening, tomorrow morning, we're going to get up and go to church. And the next morning, they overslept. Woke up about noon. Now that just doesn't even fit with a man I know that to sleep till noon. He is one of the most disciplined military guys. I've worked for him for years before as a pastor, as a janitor. And, and one day after I was a pastor and a janitor, and there were two guys working underneath me. One of them was, as you know in today, Pastor Tad. But back then he was an 18-year-old college student and uh, and him and another young man were working for me. And so uh, on a Sunday morning, standing up on the stage, because back then we had our big chairs, you know, you had to sit 
as a pastor behind the big pastor who preached. And, and so you had to worship up on stage too. And I never cared for that. But uh, I remember only a few weeks after being elevated to being a pastor slash superintendent over the janitors, uh, service had just started. My hands were raised. My eyes were closed. And all of a sudden, I felt somebody's presence over my shoulder. And, and I heard this deep voice that came from I knew who. And this is what he said is my hands are lifted and I'm into worship. He said, this morning, I wiped my finger across the windowsill and it was dirty. He's whispering this in my ear. If I have to tell you about this one more time, I'm going to fire you. Thank you, Jesus. There's, there's just a voice in my ear that's just encouraging me right now. Some of you would say, what kind of ferocious, mean man was that? Well, I thought it was pretty mean, but boy, was my character built. I didn't quit. Next week, we made sure that there wasn't a windowsill that was dirty. He was, a, he was a military man, a discipline, but he had to come to the place like you and I that we knew that we needed Christ in our lives. So fast forward into where we want to be today, John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. It says this, let not your heart be troubled. Wow, if ever the church around the world needed to hear this first half of verse 1, it's today. As I mentioned a moment ago, we were with these men and, and wives from around the country and without exception, every one of them talked about, told a story, or shared with us what their people are going through. And guess what? Same enemy that's against us here in Gainesville, Florida, is against the world from church to church, city to city, nation to nation. Same devil telling the same lies. But hear me. The same God that is greater than the works of the enemy is the same God that's speaking words of life and encouragement and hope and whatever the enemy is bringing against you, greater is he that's in you as you appropriate it by faith. See, some of you didn't shout amen a second ago, and some of you say, well, that sounds good, but, but I don't see that in my life right now. It's because it only becomes effective when you appropriate by faith the Word of God in your life and start declaring whatever God said is what you're going to believe, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is. And all hell is going to come against you. Matter of fact, some of you won't barely get out in the parking lot today. And the enemy of your soul is going to be on your shoulder telling you some lie. And we have to choose what we believe. Let not your heart be troubled. This isn't the... This isn't Apostle Paul, I mean him either. He's in heaven too. This is not Apostle Paul or Apostle Paul. This is not Peter, not James, not John, not Pastor George. Jesus, in the red, declares, let not your heart be troubled. Some of you business folks in here today, you're troubled. You're troubled. Troubled about your business. Troubled about what you should do. Troubled about somebody you need to hire. Troubled about somebody you need to fire. 
you're troubled. But God has given you a promise. And you have to come to a place where you have to decide, do I believe John 14, 1, what Jesus said? Or do I let my mind, my emotions, my struggles? Because hear me, your struggles are real. Okay, let's not confess that they're not. Let's not well, I don't have any. Yes, you do. If you're breathing, you got trouble. Come on, somebody. Say amen. amen. If you're living and breathing and serving the purposes of God, you got trouble. If you don't have any trouble, it's because he's already got you. The enemy's already got you. you do, we're going to have an altar call in a little bit. You can confess Christ. Receive him. Receive him in trouble. I'm going to let it roll through like a wave. Receive Christ in trouble. Because that's what you get when you get Christ. Because the enemy of this world, who's not yet given up, even though he's not smart enough to realize he's already lost. We got to be smart enough to know, oh my gosh, this is good, that the enemy has lost. So in your life, the enemy has lost. What do you believe? It's one thing to confess it on Sunday in, in the middle of the crowd. Yeah, amen, pastor, that's good. But what about Monday when the enemy of your soul, your family, your business comes against you? What are you going to believe then? How, how are you going to activate your faith? Wow, I just heard yesterday, Pastor preach, let not your heart be troubled, and i got to fire somebody this morning. Well, if you got to fire them, there's a grace to fire them. Help them go on to something better. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but if it's right, it's right. And in the midst of it, you can make difficult decisions and not be troubled. Some of you business folks worry about things that you absolutely have no ability to change. So can I ask you something? How long are you going to give energy to worrying about something? The Lord said, don't be troubled. Yeah, but pastor, if you only knew. I know. People work for me too. Your pastors, your staff. Sometimes they aggravate me. Overall, they're great. I keep great people around me. But every once in a while, like me with my pastor, now I've never done that to any of them. They, they, they actually, my team does not realize how good they have it. I learned a lot of things from my pastor, and I learned some things I don't ever want to do because I don't want to suffer the consequences. Because the problem is I like to be liked. I like to be loved. Sometimes during prayer, we pray here on Tuesday morning. Sometimes uh, Hector will be sitting here, and I'll just walk up to him during prayer, and I just back up. And he just knows what to do. He just puts those almighty hands of Hector on my back, and, just, and I'll just point to where I want him to approach. <laughs> and he just works that thing while we're praying and declaring the kingdom of God, praying in tongues, speaking in the Holy Spirit. But there are sometimes you have to deal with stuff. There are sometimes we have to make decisions, and in the natural, man, it looks like I don't know how this is going to work out. But hear me, we have to get to that place where we don't let our hearts get all troubled. Let me add a word, stressed. Stressed. 
If y'all don't mind, I got to come out of this jacket. I, I sent a note saying it was hot in here, but obviously somebody didn't get the text. <laughs> Just blow some air up here. That's all I'm asking. What are you going through? Listen to this. He knows and he cares. Wow. Man, there's some single moms in here. You're going through stuff. I'm telling you, he knows and he cares. There's some marriages in here on shaky ground. Don't quit coming. Don't find your way to the courthouse. Keep coming to the house of God. Surround yourself with people that love you and care, and they even know what you're going through. And they might even agree with you that your spouse is a scoundrel. But they also have hope and faith to believe that God can turn this thing around. Amen? God can turn this thing around. His promises are yes and amen. Don't let your heart be troubled. Some of you are going through difficult financial situations. Hear me. You're in those because you made bad choices, okay? I've just got to tell it like it is. Oh, we got one yes. <laughs> no, I'm in all this mess because somebody else. No, you're not a victim. You got a ton of credit card debt. It's because you kept slapping that card down when you couldn't afford to pay it at the end of the month. Oh, watch how quiet it gets in here. <laughs> Am I speaking the truth? How many besides Suzanne and I have ever been in credit card debt problems before? Oh, the rest of you are lying. I can't wait to have an altar call. <laughs> We've been through it. When you learn that, you, ooh, yeah, I, I, I can't even pay what I owe last month. I'm not using this anymore. Let not your heart be troubled, but pastor, you don't understand. I need this. Great place to learn to activate your faith. For new tires. Man, my tires are looking slick. Keep activating your faith. Because of God's promise. I mean, is there anything more practical than slick tires? They're not even safe. But you're going to slap down a card for $1,800 or $1,200 or $400 on retreads. Those don't work very long. <laughs> Already been there, done that. Okay, you don't even need to practice that. But somewhere along the line, you have to, you have to go, it's time to get a grip on this. So see, I could pick any subject because almost all of us have dealt with the same stuff because we're human beings and we deal in stuff. But in the midst of it, it's like, it's like this missions trip, this team that just came home. Some folks came to me months ago and said, Pastor, really believe I'm supposed to go on this missions trip. Great. How are you going to pay for it? Well, I was hoping to write a bunch of letters. and uh, It's like, Ugh, you can do that. That's just not who I am. That's not who we are. I mean, at some point, you got to start believing yourself. I see you at the mission buying a $5 coffee. Oh, I probably shouldn't use this illustration. Should, should I, Tom? <laughs> Well, at least all the profit goes to missions and the tips. I saw you at Starbucks when I drove by. And you were buying a venti frappuccino. It cost about, I don't know, eight or nine dollars for one drink. But the thing is, yesterday when I rode by, I saw you there then too. 
You know, it's not going to take very long at eight or nine bucks a day to save up $100 to put for a deposit on a $1,000 trip. See, so it doesn't matter what the subject is. The bottom line is you have to come back. We have to come back. Everything that's spiritual is also practical. Oh, that's good. It's not even in my notes. Actually, I don't have anything in my notes except Scripture. But you understand what I'm saying? If the Lord is speaking to you and he says, don't trouble yourself with this, there's a solution to your problem. And we have to get to the place where we really ask ourselves, what am I going through and do I really believe that he cares? Let me take it global. What's happening in our world? He knows and he cares. He knows and he cares. One of the men that was in our meeting is a pastor, a friend of mine that I was actually in the Air Force with another lifetime ago, 40 plus years ago. And, and uh, he left the military and went into the federal government and worked as an agent. And man, he's got all kind of crazy stories that he has shared with me. And now he's back to pastoring or he's pastoring now and uh, working with a great ministry. And they're doing a lot of great things. And we we're talking about you know, all the things that he dealt with in the federal government and all the stuff they went through and the people he worked for and the righteous and the unrighteous and how he had to walk out. And, and the bottom line is, is that in the ministry, it's no different. We still have to come to grip with what is the word of the Lord? What do we believe about what's going on in the world? And do we really believe that God knows and God cares? You say, what's the big deal about that? Because it affects us. It affects how we vote, who we vote for, what we're voting for. You know, as believers, hear me. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, or whatever else there is out there. You cannot, is it seriously? There's just no way. You cannot vote for anyone that supports the murdering of our babies. And be okay with God. You can't do it. You cannot vote for anybody because one day you're going to stand before God and God's going to ask you, you really were okay with murdering babies? Well, of course not, God. Why did you put your print in support of that person, party, or situation? Let not your heart be troubled. You have to come to grip with everything that's spiritual runs into the practical. And know that God has an answer for everything. Can you say amen to that? I know it's getting quiet in here. What lie is the enemy using against you? God knows it and he cares. I love Hebrews chapter 12. This is, they don't have this, but just listen to this. Hebrews chapter 12, a couple of verses here. Verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, you look around, say, I don't see them. They're there. They're there. Great cloud of witnesses. Those who have gone before us making intercession on our behalf. Let us also lay aside what? Every weight. And sin, which clings so closely, 
And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus. How, how do I get to that place where I don't let my heart be troubled? I look to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. You got to learn to look to Jesus on Monday the same way you do on Sunday. I'm looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of my faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. You don't grow weary. How do, you, how do I do that, Pastor? Don't let your heart be troubled. Obviously, I prophesied my, right, myself right into finishing verse 1a. So, so let me say it like this. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, Jesus said? Believe in me also. Believe in me also. And later on he gets to that point where he says, if you don't believe me for the sake of just believe, look at all the things I've done in his name. Because I only did what I saw him doing and I only spoke what I heard him saying. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. He spoke that to disciples who were letting their hearts be troubled. Matter of fact, when you read the rest of John or you read the end of Matthew, Mark, or Luke, you see all the same things, man. The disciples did not hear. Wow. This morning I was praying for everybody in the house, and I was praying for those specifically that needed an encounter with the Holy Spirit of God. Because it really comes out of this scripture. Jesus said to the disciples, he kept telling them, don't be discouraged, don't be dismayed, don't let your heart be troubled, don't stress out. He, he told them, look, it's, it's imperative that the Son of Man go to the cross, and he's beaten and spit upon and ridiculed and abused, and he dies, and he's going to go in the grave, but in three days he's coming out, and they never got it. They never got it. Let not your heart. He kept saying that. See, this isn't original for the Rock of Gainesville 2022. Jesus said this to the disciples. It was John who wrote what Jesus was saying, and he didn't get it. Didn't get it until they received the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, chapter 2. We need the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm going to close. We need the Holy Spirit of God. To help us to live victorious in May of 2022, we need the Holy Spirit. He will help us. He will teach us. He will tell us the things we have need to know. How many, how many of you like that part? I love that part. Jesus said, Holy Spirit's going to tell you what you need to know. I said, Lord, how, how, do, I, how do I not let my heart be troubled? Holy Spirit will teach you. He'll help you. We're going to get to John 14, 6 next week where Jesus answers the question and, and he says, what you're looking for is all right here. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Some people, as much as we need the Word of God to get this Word in us, some people make this their God. 
instead of the Christ of the Word, their God. Some people are looking for a perfect doctrine. And as long as you got it, it ain't perfect. Oh, y'all don't even, you didn't get that, did you? Well, pastor, the Word's perfect. The Word is perfect. But you not. If you want a perfect doctrine, if you want a perfect understanding, preach a summary, uh, 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 appetizer for next week. Jesus said, look to me. Not me, him. Jesus said, I. Say I. I. Jesus declared, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Man, I open up this word and I say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to be troubled. I want to trust in you. I want to trust in the Christ of the word. I want to trust in Holy Spirit. And I need your help today as I open up the word. Because you are the way, and you are the truth, and you are the life. So I need to be consumed, not with religion, religiosity, doctrine. I need to be consumed with Christ. Christ, listen to this, in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Not the rock of Gainesville in you, Christ in you. The hope of glory. And I promise you, if you can wrap your arms around that, you wrap your arms around Jesus, you wrap your arms around allowing the Holy Spirit of God to teach and enlighten and inspire and encourage, and you open up that word, and he will reveal how you can make it through tomorrow without letting your heart be troubled. Forget next week. Oh, Pastor, what's going to happen at the end of 2022? I don't know. I I care about what's going to happen today. That's all I need is grace for today. If you don't know the Christ that I'm talking about today, with every head up and every eye looking, hear me. Jesus died for you so that you could have life and that life more abundantly. He said, I am the way. I'm the only door to the Father. Muhammad can't get you there. Buddha can't get you there. Your car cannot get you there. Your idol of your home cannot get you there. Only Christ is the way. And this morning, if Christ is not Lord of your life, you can walk out of here a part of the body of Christ and the kingdom of God by making a confession and inviting Jesus to be Lord of your life. Now, for the sake of comfort, I'm going to ask all of you just to bow your head, close your eyes for just a moment. And today, before we open up this altar and minister to those who need to overcome that fear that the enemy just keeps bringing against them, struggling, fearful, Jesus is here to save your soul to give you life, and that life more abundantly, to be the way to the Father, 
so that the one who created you in his image and likeness, you can open up your heart to and receive him today. It's a choice, simple as that, a choice of life. Believers are praying for you right now. Every person in this place that confesses what I've been preaching has made a decision just like you need to make today in this place. Whether there's one or ten, doesn't matter. The bottom line is for those that are watching online, if you are ready today, receive Christ in a moment, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You pray. Then you can text us, call us, email the church. We'll connect you. But right here, right now, whether you're watching online, you're in this place. You need to surrender your whole life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess him and receive his salvation. The beginning of walking out what the Father has for you. Would you just simply raise your hand, hold it for a moment, let me recognize it, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer in this place. Now, I want to ask, please, just keep your head bowed. This is between any individual and Holy Spirit today. A moment of reckoning. Today, yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Thank you. You can put it down once I've seen it. Thank you. God bless you. It's a choice. Not moved by your emotions, because your emotions will fail you. But today, saying, I'm ready to surrender it completely to Jesus Christ. Anyone else want to join these men that have raised their hand? What a beautiful thing when a man is ready. You're watching online. Yes, dear, God bless you. God loves the women and God loves the men. Today, this is your moment, and we're going to rejoice with you. Anyone else, real quick, before I lead us in a prayer, then I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are. Just remain standing. Everyone, please, in the congregation, just stand up with us. We're going to pray. These three that responded by the raising of their hand, those that are watching online, you join with us. We're going to lead you in a simple prayer, and the whole congregation is going to pray with us. We're asking Jesus. We're confessing Jesus today. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, thank you for loving me when I couldn't love myself. Thank you for giving Jesus to die for my sins today. I acknowledge those sins. I confess that I've been a sinner. And today, I want Jesus. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Redeemer. Forgive me, I pray, of all of my sins, all my trying to do it myself. Today I'm surrendering it all, and I receive by faith the forgiveness of my sins. I choose Jesus for the rest of my life, and I give you thanks, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise for his goodness, his mercy. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.